Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Ah, hello. I know a lot of folks are having a lot of snow. They certainly are in Unity Village today. And today it's sunny and gorgeous in Los Angeles. Uh, as I sit down here to uh, join you live on the broadcast, there's somebody swimming in the pool this morning in my apartment complex. Well, we've had just absolutely gorgeous letter, well, weather and uh one of the things about L.A. Swimming pools, movie stars, right? Yep. <laughs> but none of that has anything to do with A Course of Miracles. It's all part of the illusion. So let's tune in. I invite you to join me. I'm going to bless us all. And I invite you to place your hand on your heart. We do this in remembrance of our willingness to be wholeheartedly for love. And to release any sense of being disconnected. So we take that breath, that breath of love and gratitude, and we open our heart and mind to the power and the presence of perfect love, leading us, guiding us, inspiring us, motivating us, informing us, healing us. Love is the healer, and we are declaring ourselves willing to accept the healing that we're calling forth right now. So we join together in this moment in order to ignite the fire within, the fire within our heart, that heart flame, and to activate the wisdom seed that is there planted in our heart, to water it, to grow it, and bring it to full realization of the truth that separation is an illusion. We accept the atonement for ourselves and we recognize that we are one. In grace and gratitude, we joyfully share the benefits of our healing and our expansion with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Take a sip of my tea here. It's just after 8 o'clock in the morning here in Los Angeles. (sighs) So, relationship forgiveness. That is my topic this week. And in case you don't know who I am, I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. And this month of February, uh, for me, one of the focuses is... uh, That remembrance of love because of Valentine's Day. And so I know Valentine's Day is a trigger for a lot of people. In so many ways, doesn't it seem like a holiday designed by the ego? (laughs) And and to get uh, everybody's stuff up. And, um, you know, one of the things that I teach in my classes, particularly in my year-long Masterful Living class, which, by the way, we're just getting started. You can still join us and learn all about that at jenniferhadley.com. Masterful Living is my year-long class where we really steep ourselves in these teachings, in these principles, and uh, we actually focus on a practical application of living it. And so in that process of living it, it's really all focused all year long on undoing the ego and opening our hearts and minds to the Holy Spirit. 
That is the focus of our entire year. And it's quite miraculous what unfolds. And one of the things that we do is we we focus a lot on healing relationship, our relationship with ourselves and the unhealed hurts, resentments, and regrets from our relationship experiences of the past. And so this month, I'm going to dedicate the whole month on the show to relationship and relationship healing. And I did that two years ago. So in February 2012, I did that on the show as well. So if you would like to, you can go to the archive. If you go to one of the easiest ways uh, to look for it is if you go to iTunes and search for Jennifer Hadley, you can find all the episodes of this radio show. 120, I think this is the 122nd episode. And so you can download them all for free. And, of course, on the site here at Unity, you can also get them. So if you scroll all the way back to February 2012, that whole month was on relationship and special relationship. And I'll be talking some more about that this month. So relationship forgiveness is one of the things that is the biggest challenge for every single one of us having a human experience. Those relationship challenges to forgive are, oh, it's really, <laughs> it's really hard sometimes. And I love that A Course in Miracles is so straightforward, particularly in the text. At least it, it feels that way to me, where it talks about the holy relationship and the special relationship. And it says that relationship is the best tool that we have for our awakening. And yet, one of the things that happens to many of us is we don't know what anything is for, but we fake it and we pretend that we do know what things are for, and then we make meaning of our relationship experiences and we assign the meaning that affirms our belief system. So if we come into this human experience, this incarnation, with uh, a belief system that we're there, we're here to heal. So it serves that holy purpose of we're going to heal this belief system that we, we bought into in a past incarnation. This lifetime, we're going to heal it. So we literally have a script of our life that is very complex, but it's laid out in front of us to assist us in doing that deep, deep healing. And to have a holy relationship. And so what's going to happen is things are going to come up that seem like a betrayal, that seem like a terrible hurt or a terrible disappointment. And then we have the opportunity to either increase that belief in separation, increase that judgment, that whole belief system of the ego, or we have the chance the opportunity, the divine appointment to forgive. And what is forgiveness? The way I teach it, forgiveness is the release of the judgment. So I've been teaching relationship workshops, uh, rather, yes, relationship workshops, but particularly forgiveness workshops for 14 years. And what I learned right away in teaching those workshops is that the reason why people seem to be unable to forgive is that they don't release the judgment. So, I'm going to invite you right now to consider any relationship that you have where there is an old, unhealed hurt or resentment. And in a certain way, the older, the better. But really, if you just focus on perhaps a relationship unforgiveness that's going on in your life, where you still feel any kind of upset, and the stronger, the better. So just call that into mind. Now, as a Course of Miracles student, you may have forgiven it, right? Haven't we done that? Because I've had people come to me in, rela- in counseling sessions, because I'm 
been a spiritual counselor for 14 years, also as a science of mind practitioner trained in the agape community with Michael Beckwith. And so I've been counseling people a really long time and couples, counseling couples, marrying couples. And um, in relationship, as Course in Miracles student, as a spiritual student, very often we will say, I forgive. I forgive that. I forgive you. I forgive myself. And yet, it still pains us. So if you have any kind of a relationship history or experience where you believe you have forgiven and it still bothers you, it still upsets you when you think about it, or maybe you've done that thing of going into denial of how you feel and you actually aren't even aware of how you feel anymore, but you can admit perhaps to yourself that you don't feel peaceful. You feel resentful. You feel regretful. You feel guilt or shame or hurt. Think of that relationship. Whenever there is that unhealed hurt, upset of any kind, then the forgiveness is not in your heart It's more intellectual. And I know so much about that from my own personal life experience. And I think that's part of what led me to become a forgiveness teacher was I had so much forgiveness work to do myself. So you teach best what you need to learn. And what I discovered in teaching forgiveness was that when people said they forgave, and it was purely intellectual, it wasn't down in their heart, in their heart they had not forgiven, then what was really going on was that they were holding on to an opinion, they were holding on to a judgment, they were holding on to a belief. Opinion, judgment, belief, all the same thing. All words for the very same thing. And what all those words mean, belief, judgment, and opinion, is that you have made up a story that you believe to be true. But remember, if it upsets you, it can't be true. Because the truth doesn't upset us, it liberates us from the upset. The truth sets us free. We're never upset for the reason we think. We're always upset when we choose to judge because judgment is the number one form of keeping separation alive in your mind. So as a spiritual student who's seeking to wake up and to truly awaken, wouldn't it upset you tremendously? Whether you knew why or not, wouldn't it upset you tremendously? If you were giving yourself permission to energize thoughts of separation through the practice of holding on to judgments, resentments, regrets, upset, hurt, fear, doubt, worry, all of those things. So true forgiveness as A Course in Miracles teaches it, is, say, is the recognition that this is an illusion and that the experience never really happened. Now, for many Course in Miracles students and spiritual students, that thought is it's beyond their, their comprehension even. And they, they think, I, I don't really get the illusion. So I say... Yeah, that's that's the truth. This is an illusion. It's a projection of our minds, so it never really happened. However, it's our experience for, I believe, a holy purpose. It's our experience. It's in our the script of our experience. And I go to that section, what could you not accept if you but knew that everything that you experience was gently planned by one whose only 
thought is your good. So that's paragraph 18 in lesson 135. We all quote it so often. What could you not accept if you but knew that everything that happens, all events, past, present, and to come, are gently planned by one whose only purpose is your good. Lesson 135, paragraph 18. So, that means that the seeming betrayal that you might have to be struggling to forgive was gently planned by one whose only interest was your good. Therefore, doesn't it stand to reason that encoded into that betrayal experience is some benefit to you? Something that waters that wisdom seed in your heart. Some divine opportunity. Now, stay with me. If you reject the betrayal, the experience, and you say in your mind, that should not have happened. That should not have happened to me. I should not have done that to them. I should not have done that to myself. If there's any kind of a should in there, that should not have happened. That was wrong and bad. And you hold to that opinion and that judgment. What you're literally doing, it's like you're holding at bay the good that was encoded into that experience for you. You're holding at bay the learning You're holding back. You're refusing to accept all the benefits that are encoded, gently planned into that experience for you to harvest for your awakening. So that's what I say. As long as we don't fully forgive, as long as we hold on to any judgments, opinions, or beliefs, about what something was for, that it shouldn't have happened, then we are putting our judgments and opinions on it. We can't harvest the learning that's encoded into it. We're literally refusing it. So then what has to happen in our life? Then we have to recreate a kind of experience like that in order to possibly accept the learning from that experience. And it goes on and on and on. This is why many people repeat the same kind of experiences with greater and greater intensity. Because they're refusing to release their judgments and opinions that that shouldn't have happened to me. I shouldn't have done that. And so we just completely drag out our suffering endlessly. How do we get out of that cycle? That's what I'm going to talk about when we come back from this break. So I'm inviting you during the break to really get clear. What are your judgments about that experience, about that situation? And would you be willing, as a gift to yourself, to give them to the Holy Spirit for healing. So we don't know how to heal these experiences. What we do as spiritual students is we learn to allow them. We learn to allow our healing. There's so much healing that's available for us if we're willing to learn to allow it and stop trying to figure out how to make it happen. Stop trying to enforce our opinions, our judgments, and our beliefs on everyone. Stop telling everyone what they did to us. But to move into that place, space of connection with the one who gently planned that experience for our good. When we're willing to connect with that one, so much healing is possible. We're going to be doing a lot of forgiveness work this year in my Masterful Living course. And right now, you can join us in just a little portion of it all those details for all my classes my upcoming retreat at the end of february and my spiritual counseling training and certification all those 
are on my events page at jenniferhadley.com. Check it out. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course of Miracles on Unity Online Radio, and I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. So we're back. I'm Jennifer Hadley and our topic this week is relationship forgiveness. So releasing the judgment and true forgiveness is what we're talking about here. And in uh, Course Miracles in the text in chapter 9, talks about the Holy Spirit's plan of forgiveness. And it says, to forgive is to overlook. Look then beyond Error, and do not let your perception rest upon it, for you will believe what your perception holds. Accept as true only what your brother is, if you would know yourself. Perceive what he is not, and you cannot know what you are, because you see him falsely. Remember always that your identity is shared, and that its sharing is its reality. So let's break this down. In spirit, we're one. So anything that we judge our brothers or sisters for, we're going to believe about ourselves. That's what it's saying here. Perceive what he is not. So that's your judgments. And you cannot know what you are because you see him falsely. So as long as we judge anyone, we're literally not able to see the truth of ourselves as awakened beings, as truly masterful, fully realized beings. So every judgment that we hold on to is an unforgiveness. It is a false belief. And it is our perception and only our perception. That's what judgments and opinions are. They're your perception. And that is the impediment to true forgiveness. As long as you believe your judgments and opinions, you are not able to perceive the truth. Because remember, perception is projection. Projection is perception. So all that you see in your human experience is the projection of your beliefs, your judgments, your opinions. So that's all you can actually perceive in your human experience. How we learn to see beyond the illusion and to accept the atonement for ourselves is through that willingness to release the judgments and opinions, the beliefs. How we release them is we stop investing in them. We stop placing our precious energy and attention in them. And that is our most challenging assignment because it seems as though we're right. And it seems that way because we're identified with the ego. So the ego is a meaning-making machine. It really is. And so that's how, if we're identified with the ego, we operate in this world. We literally, and this was how I used to feel, We literally have the belief that our beliefs create our identity. And I know for me, as I began waking up through my willingness to forgive, to extend love, to extend compassion, to release the attachment to my judgments and opinions, I began to see and feel and know and hear more clearly the truth, the divine plan, the plan of love, 
I began to perceive that encoded into everything because I was willing to drop the meaning that I have made it things. I was willing to drop the perceptions and to really practice looking at things saying, I don't know what anything is for. But I'd like to. So the more I practiced, I don't know what anything is for, the more clearly I was able to uh, start to see the truth. And the more I committed to extending love, the more I committed to extending love, even when it felt so tempting to judge the more my mind began to heal at a rapid, rapid pace. So that's the whole thing about A Course in Miracles, is it is a profoundly healing, I mean, it's the ultimate healing program. And what many people do is they study it on an intellectual level without practical application. And so for me, this whole practice of releasing the judgments, releasing the opinions, releasing the belief systems, that is the hardest thing that any of us will ever, ever do. And that's why my classes are all about that. That's what everything I offer is about, is really learning how to do that with ease, with grace, with simplicity, and with quickening. So right now in our human experience, you're probably noticing that it is getting very intense, very, very intense. And wintertime is a time to go within and to do an inner inventory and see what are you holding on to and why. So to do an inner clearing to be in that hibernation mode and look inside your heart and mind. Are you holding on to resentments and regrets, hurt, blame, and shame that really does not serve you? Because I've got to tell you, so often what I see in so many people is that, and this was me, that's why I recognize it, because it was my experience that I got hurt in relationship. I got hurt in my primary relationships, in my family. I got hurt in friendships. I got hurt in romance and partnership. I got hurt in all of those things. And so then my response was, and I can still remember this, when, particularly when I was in my 20s, that I got hurt in romantic relationship, and I think... He's a terrible person for hurting me, and I'm never going to love again, right? Think of all those songs, right? I can't live if living is without you, right? Um, uh, all, there's so many songs, Every Breath You Take, right? Uh, the Police song, so many songs about I can't breathe without you and uh just obsessive love songs of uh just over and over and over again those songs of specialness right and those songs of intense specialness are some of the most popular songs ever right and why it's such an ego hook So one of the things that I invite you to do as a loving gift to yourself is look at the songs that you listen to, the songs that you're drawn to, the songs that you love to sing along with in the car or listen to over and over and over again. Are they sad songs? Are they songs of unforgiveness? Are they songs of hurt and blame, resentment and regret? And every time you listen to that and you feel that resonance with that, is that actually helping you? 
Notice, pay attention. Does it help you to feel good about yourself when you listen to that song, when you sing along with that song? Does it help you? Or does it reaffirm that specialness of your suffering? So one of the reasons why we cling to our judgments, our beliefs, and our opinions is the specialness of suffering. It really, in a perverted way, makes us feel alive. It makes us feel good. So one of the things that happens to many, many people when they're growing up is as children, it can be very confusing because our families teach us what love is mostly according to the ego. So if you're taught that being loving is being controlling and being manipulative and shaming, you're going to grow up thinking that's what love is. So you're going to attract people into your life through the script. The script is going to have people come into your life to help you heal that by recreating it and giving you a chance to choose again, to look at it more deeply. And if you hold those situations in resentment and regret and blame and unforgiveness, then you can't harvest the wisdom that was encoded into them. And so you are literally doomed to repeat them. However, and this is one of the main things that I teach in my year-long Masterful Living course, we as spiritual beings, we have the ability, we have the power to work in the invisible and to shift that script, to turn it on a dime as they say, and it's just our decision. It's just our decision. So what I invite people to do in my classes is to become committed to choosing love, not just willing. So A Course in Miracles talks about a little willingness, right? Cultivating that little willingness in order to have healing. And what I encourage people to do is to be all in. Now, to be all in for love is highly confrontive. It is not for the timid. (laughs) All your stuff will come up in your face, right? And it's going to be very tempting to say, I can't do this. I don't want to do this. They don't deserve my good opinion. They don't deserve my love. They don't deserve my forgiveness. But Going back to what it says here in the Holy Spirit's plan for of forgiveness in chapter 9, section 4. Accept as true only what your brother is if you would know yourself. So the only way we can wake up is to recognize that our brothers and sisters are one with us. They are pure love just like we are. And every experience that we have is gently planned by one whose only interest is our good. So it takes tremendous willingness. That's why I say go past willingness into commitment, dedication, and devotion. And you know what? That is hard work. It's very challenging. And for me, it was the hardest thing I ever did, was to really, in a committed, devoted, dedicated way, in the relationships that were the most challenging to me, to hold myself in that place of love and non-judgment. So the judgments would come up, and I'd start to energize them, and I would have to pull myself back. And I was so interested in those judgments, so invested in those judgments. I felt like my whole life was about those judgments. 
that they were literally, without those judgments, I did not know my identity because I was so identified with the ego. I thought those judgments were necessary to my happiness, to my safety. So the very thought of letting them go was painful to me. In fact, the actual letting them go was at first first tries excruciating to extend love and to give up those judgments and opinions. I was so attached to them. Now, <clears throat> what it says here is... Look beyond the error and do not let your perception rest upon it, for you will believe what your perception holds. So that's what the workbook helps us to do. It helps us to look at our life and the situations and circumstances and say, I don't know what anything is for. I I, I don't know what anything is for. I'm never upset for the reason I think. And at first we do that just by rote, you know, and that's one of the great things that A Course in Miracles tells us. You don't have to believe this. Don't worry about believing it. Just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. Just keep exercising that willingness muscle. And I do believe that at this time, there are a lot of us who can say, I can go beyond willingness and I can throw down the gauntlet and say, I'm committed to love. I am committed to love. My judgments and opinions do not serve me anymore. And I am interested in ridding my whole mind of them. So I don't know how to do that exactly, but I'm going to allow the Holy Spirit to do the heavy lifting. And I'm going to simply become aware of every time I'm tempted to energize a judgment. And one of the most tempting places that we energize judgments is in that relationship unforgiveness. Right there. That is a major wound that we can heal with such speed. Because believe me, I, I've had people come to me in relationship workshops that they had been holding on to things for decades and they let them go in that day. That's why I offer retreats and things like that. If you're interested in my retreat at the end of February, we're going to be doing some very deep forgiveness work and a lot of self-forgiveness work. All those details are on my events page at jenniferhadley.com. I'm going to be talking more about this relationship forgiveness when I come back from the break. It's time for me to take that break right now. Please do check out jenniferhadley.com, the events page, and see what's coming up there during the break. I am Jennifer Hadley in name, and you're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. I will be right back. What if you could experience vibrant health, help heal the planet, and be a great friend to God's animal kingdom through simple choices you make at breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Authors Victoria and Adair Moran say you can do this easily, affordably, and deliciously in their new book, Main Street Vegan. Everything you need to know to eat healthfully and live compassionately in a real world. Loaded with practical tips, straightforward information, and fabulous recipes, Main Street Vegan will help you on your journey toward a plant-based diet. The perks include more energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, feeling younger as you grow older, and maybe even a boost to your spiritual life. Purchase Main Street Vegan from BN.com, Amazon.com, or your favorite bookseller. culture is defined by the Oxford Dictionary as modern popular culture transmitted via mass media and aimed particularly at younger people. But can it be meaningful? Spiritual even? The hosts of Pop Conscious think it can be, and that it can be fun to explore, too. 
Melena Dawn, Stacey Macris Ross, and Scott Pomeroy will be your amateur cultural anthropologists examining pop culture and spirituality every Monday at 2 p.m. Central on Pop Conscious on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Now, back to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. So one of the things that, oh, I should say my name again. Hey, it's Jennifer Hadley. Relationship forgiveness is the topic. I'm so excited. Gosh, I love talking about forgiveness because I've changed my life. I used to be like the poster girl for resentment and regret. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not kidding you. Judgment was my whole thing. I, I really, I remember having so clearly an epiphany of sorts where in meditation one day, I I really got this whole awareness, who am I without the judgments? And spirit said, yeah, Jennifer, who are you without your judgments? And I said, I'm free. And it was like, yeah, high five on that girl. So that's that turned everything around for me. I realized, oh my God, I could actually be happy without my judgments. But until I had that realization, which came through my willingness, my dedication and devotion to choosing love, I, I thought that happiness was my judgments and being right was my my happiness. So I really thought my happy, I really seriously was convinced that my happiness depended upon my ability to convince other people of my judgments and to be right about everything. Yep. So that's what makes me so happy to have turned that around and have had a realization of the truth and to feel free from that. Because I was just, because I believed that my judgments were my identity, I was constantly judging. Judge, 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 judge. And now when I find myself going into judgment, I sing that little song to myself to make me laugh. And just immediately I release the judgment. My judgment song. And so, the Holy Spirit has a plan for forgiveness. And that plan is about us extending love instead of judgment. And being willing to see beyond the meaning that we have made of everything. So that's, I don't know what anything is for. I've given everything in this room the meaning that I have made of it. I am assigning the meaning to everything, and that's what I'm doing. So we relax our mind and say, I'd like to know what things are really for. I'd like to know the holy purpose that has been gently planned and encoded into every aspect of my life. That is the thing that is the treasure at the end of the rainbow, right? So let's move into that. After the storm, there's a clearing, And we can find the treasure at the end of the rainbow. Now, it says here in this section, uh, it's my page 169, paragraph 4, in chapter 9, section 4 of the Holy Spirit's plan for forgiveness. It says, the ego, too, has a plan of forgiveness. Oh, ho, ho, ho. The ego also has a plan of forgiveness because you are asking for one though not of the right teacher. So this is the whole thing of, if you say you have forgiven, 
but you're not at peace, then that forgiveness is only in the intellect. It's not in your heart. And you're still holding the judgment and the resentment and the regret in your heart. And you haven't released it in your mind. In fact, I want to just mention right now, on my website, jenniferhadley.com, I have a free How to Get Over It forgiveness workshop right there on the homepage. How to Get Over It right there on the homepage. So... And that's totally free for you. And it comes with a whole bunch of forgiveness tools. And so you just go there, put in your email, and then I send you the stuff how to get it. So the ego has a plan of forgiveness because you're asking for one, though not of the right teacher. The ego's plan, of course, makes no sense and will not work. So that the ego's plan is you say, I forgive. And then you go, look at me, I forgave. I'm so much better than them. I forgave them. They hurt me and I forgave them, right? But we know that that doesn't work because we still feel the resentment. We still feel the hurt. We still feel the wound. And then what happens is we're energizing that wound by holding on to that judgment continuing to energize it, what they did to me, what they shouldn't have done to me, what they should have done, what they didn't do, all that stuff. We keep energizing it and energizing it and energizing it. So it's kind of like this. It's adding power to it every time you energize it, every time you talk about it. Right. So one of the things that has happened in our culture is we have become so enamored of speaking about our wounding over and over and over again, where, you know, and sometimes we're trying to process it in order to come to that place of non-judgment. But very often we're just affirming our beliefs. We're not doing any processing or healing at all. We're somehow trying to get other people's uh, respect or other people's understanding or compassion. Right? We're keeping that specialness of our wound alive. And so we've become identified then with the wounding and the suffering. And that's another form of ego identification. And all of that prevents us from waking up to our true identity. So we really, it's really about becoming clear. How are you investing your thought, your energy, your beliefs, your time, your focus? This is why so many people experience such profound and miraculous healing in my year-long Masterful Living class is because we keep our attention on the healing for the whole year. And we just keep it there and keep it there and keep it there and keep it there. And for some people, they can't handle that. They they are not ready to go there. It doesn't work for them. So they they drop out. But what I'm telling you is, Of course, you don't need my class. You don't need me. I'm telling you how to do it. Keep your attention on being love and focus on extending love genuinely from your heart, not intellectually. So for many spiritual students, the intellect, the ego is running their spiritual practice and their spiritual studies. If you don't bring it into your heart... If you're not truly extending love, 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 and it's just intellectual, you're not going to experience the healing. And then you're going to start to feel confused and worried that there's something wrong with you, that you don't have what it takes, that you can't do this, that you're clueless, you're missing a clue. It's simply that you haven't pulled it into your heart. So the ego has a plan of forgiveness because you're asking for one, though not of the right teacher. The ego's plan, of course, makes no sense and will not work. By following the ego's plan, you will merely place yourself in an impossible situation to which the ego always leads you. And that's, you know you're there when you feel upset. The ego's plan is to have you see error clearly first and then overlook it. Okay, so this is an important thing to understand. So if your practice of forgiveness is saying, they done me wrong, and they shouldn't have, 
and I'm so hurt, but I'm going to rise above it and forgive them, then you're in the ego's plan of forgiveness. The Holy Spirit's plan of forgiveness is to relax that ego mind and say, I'm never upset for the reason I think. I don't know what anything is for. Everything has been gently planned by one whose only interest is my good. And so I am releasing all the meaning that I have made of this, and I'm accepting the good that's encoded into this experience. There is nothing to forgive. There is nothing to judge, and therefore I don't need to energize any judgment or to release it. I am releasing all judgment versus energizing the judgment and then saying, I forgive. That's the ego's plan. (sighs) And as it says, how can you overlook the judgment if you've just made it real? This is deep work. And I'm so glad we're doing it together. Remember, you can get all the past episodes of this show for free at the Unity Online uh, website or at iTunes. Just search for Jennifer Hadley at iTunes. Tons of free stuff there for you. And we've got the A Course in Miracles Pledge page at Facebook. You can find uh, my page at Facebook as well. Come join me at Facebook. And check me out at jenniferhadley.com. I'm always giving away free stuff like the How to Get Over It workshop on the homepage. Let's place our hand on our heart and take that breath of love and gratitude right now and let us wholeheartedly align with the Holy Spirit and say, I am willing to know the holy purpose of everything and to accept my good. In grace and gratitude, I share the benefits with everyone because I'm one with them. In grace and gratitude, I allow. I allow the Holy Spirit to do the heavy lifting. I let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. I'll be with you again next week. I love and appreciate you. Thanks for joining me today.